Hello and welcome back to episode 113 of the Sports Free Podcast. Uh, today we are joined by my good friend Thomas Voltz uh, and longtime Vikings fan. Uh, Thomas, thank you so much for being on. I'm really excited to have you. Thank you, Colton, for having me on. We're, uh, I got to be honest, Thomas, honestly, so one of my most favorite jobs of all time was working at Linz Dakota Mart with Thomas. And there would be many a day where we would actually, we would sit there and talk about the good old days of like Randy Moss and our favorite Vikings of all time. Thomas has been through it like nobody's business. Like I, I've been through the 2009 NFC championship, but Thomas was there for Randy Moss's rookie year. Like he was, he, he's an OG broken in Vikings fan. I'm very excited to have you on. Thank you. A thousand, thousand how attacks later, I'm still alive. <laughs> I know. Yes. It's, but that's exactly what this season was though. Just like I always made the joke on the podcast that it's like, this is the year that the Vikings are the leading cause of heart problems in South Dakota and Minnesota and all these different States. But um, so this, this playoff matchup, actually, I'm kind of, the more and more I talk about it, Thomas, like I'm not like worried about it, but it's, I'm also worried about it. Like I'm a Vikings fan. We wouldn't be smart if we weren't worried about it. Are you yep. like, when you look at the giants, like Saquon Barkley's coming back, they're getting back some key players like uh, I think it's Xavier McKinney, guys yes. that are secondary or whatever. So, like, what are your like when we talk about when you talk about facing the Giants? Are like how worried are you? I'm a little worried, especially with Saquon Barkley once kind of like revenge. I yep. mean, he had a good game in Week 16. Yep. What do you, what do you have like 136 yards? All purpose. Yep. A touchdown and maybe like five catches for 50 yards, something like yep. that. Yep. And the receiver, what's this guy's name? Hodgkins, I think. It's something like that. S. Serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, something like that back in the day. Yeah, he had a good game, too. Yeah, so those two guys kind of worry me. Yep. And to get it back, that one defensive player you said. Uh, yeah, they've got uh, – so I want to say it was – so there's Xavier McKinney coming back. They're also getting um, – they have a chance to get back their other corner. I'm, I'm blanking off the top of my head. But basically, uh, they could be fully healthy for the first time all season long. Uh, and the Vikings, like their offensive line is uh, – like it's been rough, Thomas. Like, yes. Like they – so like Garrett Bradbury, like did you think that like four years later after we were talking about Garrett Bradbury that we would actually be like, huh, we kind of want him back now. Like the universe is so – yeah, know. yeah, it, it's strange. Like, here's this guy that was all hype up because he was what, a first found pick. Yep. Did okay. The last three years were horrible to say the least. Yep. And this year he's playing tough because he knows that he'll get his butt cut after this yep. season. Yep. But sad part is he's playing his best season in his rookie contract this year. Yep. And he goes out. I'm like, just like, uh, yeah. Could you it's, not, back, it's back Khalil 2.0. I know. <laughs> I And that's the thing, too. He's been playing pretty well. Like, he's kept that Vikings interior O-line together. Ed Ingram, to me, uh, it's been rough. Uh, like, so, and, like, that's the thing, too, because now that the Giants have a good defense, they've got uh, guys on the inside that are playing pretty well right now, like Dexter Williams and all those guys, and the Vikings offense is injured. That's the only thing that worries me about us, because it, this is if they can get to Kirk Cousins – uh, that does worry me because yes. I mean that they the, the Giants hung around last week, last time week sixteen whenever it was if it wasn't for Greg Joseph kicking it from the kicking it from the moon then the yeah. Vikings probably w- could have lost that game. Yes, yeah, so Justin Jefferson and T.J. Hockagen save our asses. Yeah, 
And this game kind of worries me because I have flashbacks. Because last time the Giants and the Vikings met in the playoffs, oh. 2000, let's just say 40 to nothing. Yep. Only, only same grace that game is the Vikings defense gave up seven points the second half. Yep. Yep. So defense did tough, did great in the second half. First half, not so much. Yeah. Yeah. We don't. <laughs> It's one of the many things we don't mention as Vikings fans. Yeah. Uh, you know, things like the 2009 NFC title game, uh, you know, 2000, all those different things. Yeah. Oh, happy anniversary. Honest days, Colton. Hate to bring it up. Seven years ago, seven years ago, Blair Walsh and it's infinite wide left. That, 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 sorry, that's man. a tough one. That's a tough one. Um, yeah. I, I think there's there's memories where we can all remember where we were at in those moments. But uh, are you – so, okay, so the Giants, I, I'm excited about this one because they, um, they're they a good team. I'm worried about their, their ability to get to Kirk Cousins and all that. But, like, there's also, like, the opposite side of that where, like, I feel pretty good about this year too. Like, for, like, all these games that we've won by one in possession, it's helped in the confidence. Now, again, not in the heart condition er, er, arena, but it's helped in the confidence side of things. Like, you know, if you are – uh, as a Vikings fan, you, you brought up a, a saying a while ago that has stuck with me all this time for through all this time. You prepare for the, uh, you expect the worst, but you prepare uh, and hope for the best. Hope for the best, prepare for the worst. Yep, exactly. Yep. And um, so, is that how do you feel about uh, the Giants coming back in one more time? Because it's tough to beat another team twice. You know, like yes. that, that close of a game. I, I feel more confident. If the Vikings would have lost, we got the. If the Vikings would have won and the 49ers would have lost, we got the second seed. And if the Lions would have won two days ago, we get the Packers. Yep. I'll be like, oh, great. Really? Yep. That that game, I'll be. Oh, we're going to lose this game. This yeah. game, I have more confidence because one, it's not the Packers. Mm-hmm. Two, nobody's giving us a chance, basically. Because I think right now, the Vegas odds makers have us to win that game at 53%, mm-hmm. which is like pretty much a coin flip, which I'm great with that. Especially this season where, you know, no, you know, the Vikings at 11 wins playing whatever team at home, they're doing underdog. They're like, oh, that's great with me. Go right ahead. Keep doubting us. I don't want, I don't want the dust to the team to piss them off or whatever, but I'm more confident in that versus – you guys, you guys are the second seed. You play the the Packers. Vance is at home, but it's like really, you just got slacked by the Packers a couple weeks ago. So I'm more confident in this game with Giants versus, let's say, the Lions or the Packers because it's not a division game. Mm-hmm. The the Lions game would really feel like the, I would really I really fear the Lions right now. Like yes. I know they didn't make the playoffs. The Lions are a team that you know. I looked at the draft that they had this last year, Thomas, and they have five guys out of their seven picks that I, I think were all starters or are, are going to be stars for them. And I'm, I, the Lions are going to be good. Like they're going to yes. be really good next year. I think Jared Goff has got them uh, as a team that really could. They're going to make the playoffs next year. Um, I think if the Vikings don't get any better, they're going to be tough. It's going to be tough to play the Lions. What about X factor? So when we talk about players uh, that really have to, you know, either it, maybe it's Justin Jefferson that has to have an encore performance against the Giants. Who are players that you that you look at and you're like, okay, this dude needs to show out against the Giants? I say. Duke, Duke Shelley of yep. 
that cornerback. Last four games, he has done remarkably well. He has. I think he's PF. Was that PPF grade is like eighty six point nine or something like that? Yeah, he's looking. He's looking really. Yeah, good which right is now. like I think the top a top five quarterback in the last four games in terms of shutdown performance. He has to step up and have a a, a great game like he did the last four games. Mm-hmm. And I say Madison, the X yep. factor. Yeah, I yep. love Cook. Don't get me wrong, but Madison has that guy will. You know, he knows this is his last year of his rookie contract. He wants to. He wants to be a starter. Yep. He did. He she deserve. He's a good yeah. player. Like he's a yeah. good running back. That and, that should play anywhere. Yeah, and to me, the Vikings should use him more along with KJ Osborne, Hawkinson, of course, and and that receiver Naylor. Yep, Jalen Naylor. Yeah, he's yes. another guy that I'm. I'm really excited about. I. Now, and that's the thing. I hate to say this, Thomas, but it, it we as we know as Vikings fans, some things just come to an end. Some good things come to an end, like the end of Adrian yes. Peterson's career. We saw that Randy Moss retired and all that. I I fear that Adam Thielen may be on the way out. Like I I he just he didn't really have a, he didn't have a hundred yard game this year the entire no. season. Um, you know he caught some touchdowns. Don't get me wrong, but KJ Osborne. If we're looking at uh, players that actually like made you go wow and that really took the pressure off Justin Jefferson. I think we could be seeing the last of or at least the last bit of Adam Thielen and KJ Osborne potentially being the team's new number two. And then yes, you get you mentioned guys like Jalen Naylor as well too. I think Adam Thielen might be done. Yeah, which is fine because believe it or not, I saw Adam Thielen play when he was a freshman at Mankato when he played Northern State. Mm-hmm. I should have got the that back then, but hindsight's twenty twenty. <laughs> You can't beat yourself up like that guy. Like coming out of Mankato, like he was, he was amazing. But it's like this, you know, it's a different jump from the NFL, you know, or yeah. from that, you know, uh, what is it, the NSS, NSIC, all the way yes. up to then. And it's yeah. like, oh geez. And now this guy's, you know, catching touchdown passes from, you know, Kirk Cousins and stuff. So it's like it's hindsight. You're right. It's 2020. Um, yeah. yeah, I, I agree. You, you talk about the the X factors. I the most thing I'm worried about, Thomas, is the interior offensive line. Like, yes, the, the thing is, is like they don't need to have an amazing game. Like Kirk Cousins. If you look statistically, when he's under pressure, like he actually is pretty good. Like if he, like if you can give him a couple of seconds to be able to get the ball out quickly. Uh, but I also think that's a scheme thing too. Like Kevin O'Connell, uh, the rest of this offensive staff, they need to be able to get the ball out quickly, run the ball effectively. Obviously, yes. I don't think they're going to run for two or three hundred yards, but no. run the ball effectively, get the ball out of Kirk Cousins' hands pretty quickly, and I think the Vikings are going to be okay. Now, defensively, who are some players that you're like, for the love of God? Please eat Wheaties this day. We need you. Um, our two defensive ends, Zazaria Smith and Daniel Hunter. Yep. Those guys have to put two do's. Yep. Yes. And Harrison Smith. Yep. I think this is the last season for Harrison Smith. Oh, I hate to say it, too. I, yeah. I, I, oh, that's tough. I know. That's tough. He's he's an all time great Harrison Smith though like he like he's a Ring of Honor guy if, yes. if for, for whatever reason I there's a lot of people that talk to me and say oh I don't know if he's going to be a Hall of Famer he should be a Hall of Famer because uh, what he's done with the Vikings and you know his numbers and everything he's you know obviously he's not going to get like Paul Cruz type interception numbers no. but he's you know he's he's Harry the Hitman like you can't yep. you know you can't replicate that and obviously you hope Lewis Seen and all of them can can pick up the slack when he's gone but yeah. For a guy that's his last ride, I, I hope that Harrison Smith has a good game. Uh, I'm also like, I'm not. Daniel Jones is one of those guys that usually, if this was a year or two ago, we wouldn't be that worried about it. But 
Brian Dayball and the and the rest of that giant staff, they have been playing really well. He's probably played himself into a contract extension. Um, and the rest of this Giants team is just like, this is a game, Thomas, you probably hopefully will agree with me, with me on this. You, it's a game you can get got in. So everybody needs to have their good games uh, and then hopefully go into the divisional round and play like there's no tomorrow, you know? Yes, exactly. Maybe mm-hmm. 100%. Mm-hmm. What about now? Okay, so we talked about X factors. We talked about players on both sides of the football uh, that you know you're kind of hey you're saying hey need to have big games. Um, you know what? Uh, what do you need to see from Kevin O'Connell? Like what? Like when we're Vikings fans, we're talking about a new head coach came in, went thirteen and four. We were just talking about before the podcast. We didn't think this was going to happen. It did. No. We're happy uh, that it did. We're very happy that it did. But so what? For this to be a successful first year for Kevin O'Connell, has it already happened, or do you just need to see him win a playoff game? He has to win a playoff game. Mm. With this much talent, especially he gave up a fourth-round pick next year's draft for TJ Hawkinson, mm-hmm. who I think he's on his second-to-last year of his rookie contract, if I yep. believe. He's got one more year before you really have to Yeah, pay him I mean, you got to win a playoff game. Yep. Yeah, especially at home. If you lose at home – then it's just like 2009. It's all for not. Yep. Or 2016. Yep. All for not. Yep. I mean, yep. if if they win this game against Giants, okay, I'll be satisfied. More than likely, I can't not see the 49ers lose to the Seattle, but it's the vision game. So it's a coin flip, and I can see us going to San Fran and losing to San Flan and San Flan just because their defense is a top five defense. It, that's oh they're such a tough team. And it's like yeah. that you that's a thing too is like if the Vikings do get past the Giants, that's the one thing we'll knock on wood there because we're superstitious. But yeah. if they get past the Giants, you're gonna face somebody like the the, the 49ers. You're gonna face somebody that's like the Eagles where you got schlacked early in the year. You're gonna face the Cowboys I guess my thing is, is as I go into here, like I'm okay. What teams worry me? Okay. The 49ers worry me, the Eagles to a degree, the Cowboys, you know, they worry me, but it's like, they've kind of been tapering off over the last couple of weeks where they're not playing very good. They're coming into the playoffs, like, like lukewarm, which you don't want to be lukewarm in any facet. Um, You know, which, which one of these, these teams would you say are the NFC? Like you fear the most as, as a Vikings fan, the 49ers. Yeah. Just because they had, they have experience. Mm Mm-hmm. They had a playmaker, especially on offense with Samuel McCaffrey. Yep. Uh, Brandon Akaku. I Ayuk, yeah. The, his, I, yeah, yeah I always mess up on that one. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, and then you have a guy like Brock. Uh, Brock Purdy, that's playing very well too. Yeah, yeah who's like playing with that. house money, Mister yep. Lovett became Lovett. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, he's playing. He's been playing amazing right now. And yeah, the 49ers, in my mind, like I know the Eagles whooped us. Fine. You whooped us 424 to seven week two. A lot's changed since then. A lot has changed since then. Like the 49ers went on, like, I think they're they're on a 10 game winning streak right now. I I would say the 49ers could be the hottest team in football right now. And I know that's going to come as a little bit of a shock because there's other teams out there. Like, uh, obviously, the Chiefs are, are looking good right now. The Bengals are also looking tough. But like, the 49ers are a team that I look at. I'm like, okay, I hope 
some other team in the league has like an amazing day and can like knock out the, the 49ers because I'm I most uh, I I do think that the 49ers are going to be the toughest team to to kind of go up against. Who who the what about who is the biggest like the team that you are um that you think could shock the most? Like obviously the Vikings are a team that like eh, I, I don't know how I feel about that, but if you look out of all these playoff teams, who's a team that you're like you you just never know? I don't, I don't trust the, I don't trust Tampa Bay. I, mm-hmm. uh, no, no, well, maybe NFC Dark Horse, maybe the Vikings mm. as the Dark Horse team. Mm-hmm. Is is this the year they have enough magic and luck and talent to make it to the Super Bowl and actually win it? We don't know. Yep. AFC. I'm torn between the Bills. Or the Jaguars. Mm. The Bills because they're playing with with emotion with the whole incident with the safety who actually yep. survived death pretty much. Yep. So they pretty much that team is in terms of all the teams is most unified in terms of let's blend it, let's dedicate this playoffs to a guy. Yep. And then yeah, Jaguars who couple weeks ago they're like in third place in the division with two games remaining and here they are in the playoffs and yep. Trevor Lawrence has been playing great football the last seven games so that's my two three dark horse teams basically is the Jags the Bills and the AFC and the Vikings in the NFC mm-hmm. I, I think the Vikings to me I, I don't know about the Vikings. Here's the why I don't know about the Vikings because, like, again, I'm not going to what because, you know, we're, we're the Vikings yeah. fans. But at the end of the day, this is a team that they they had their, their hot streak in the middle of the season, like, you know, when they went on that, like, seven, eight-game winning streak. And then now they've gotten to the point now, yeah, it was great to close out against the Bears, but I'm pretty sure, you know, the peer governors could probably beat the Bears right about now. But uh, I, I think if I'm looking at every team, so you've got the Seahawks, you've got the Giants, Cowboys, Bucks. Uh, Vikings, 49ers, and Eagles. I really feel like like the Seahawks look good to me right now. Like they really are a team that I'm looking at that, um, you know, I know two teams out of the NFC West made it, but, you know, the Seahawks are a team that, okay, Geno Smith is playing very well right now. The defense, I mean, we've seen stranger things happen with defenses getting it together in the uh, playoffs, especially. Um, Cowboys, again, like I put, if it's me, Thomas, I put the Cowboys and the Vikings kind of in the similar mold here. Like you haven't been playing your best football as of late, but you guys are both in the playoffs. You both have good quarterbacks. You both have, uh, well, I would give the the slight defensive edge to the Cowboys because yes. you know Micah Parsons and all that. Like they've clearly got a really good defense as well. So I agree with that. I, like I said, I still think the Bengals. Like you got the number three seed. Uh, you know, yes, you're still going to potentially. Uh, you're going to have to play the Ravens. You know, that is what it is there in the playoffs. But like. Joe Burrow is looking every bit as much of a franchise quarterback right now. Yeah. You like you mentioned, the Jaguars are looking pretty good. Um, but you know, I and plus, I think if the Miami Dolphins had Tua, I think that I would honestly go with the Dolphins to a degree. So uh, honestly, I feel like I'm excited for this. So uh, let's see here, kind of a way to wrap this up, or, or uh, maybe to put a cap on this. What is what is like a player that you're most excited about to watch the Vikings? Uh, uh, this like what what player? Because Jalen Naylor is a guy that immediately comes to mind for me. That like. You know, you see him a couple of times catch passes. You're like, okay, we might have a number two already on the roster, so they don't necessarily need to go that route. But was there any player that, like, your um, young player that you're really excited to watch uh, either in this playoff game or just uh, for years to come? Um, Probably Madison. Yeah? Just, yeah. 
just because this is time for him to shine in the playoffs and almost like an encore for all our teams. Yep. Because I don't see him coming back next year. I just don't. I don't either. The Vikings are in cap hell. They are. Yep. And and that's another thing too is like I was heard, talking to one of my buddies the other day and he said that, you know, if they somehow like traded Madison or uh, traded uh, Delvin Cook away and maybe brought Madison back on like a kind of a cheaper deal, I wouldn't have a problem. No. Like I, I think that Alexander Madison for like you know obviously their NFL teams aren't giving uh you know forty million or ten million dollar a year contracts out to running backs anymore like Adrian Peterson was yeah. back in the day but like Alexander Madison back on five million a year I would not have a problem with that yeah and you have a Madison and he want that the guy who gave us the kickoff return oh uh Kenny and Wangu yeah. yeah. That'd be a good one-two tandem I can live with for running backs. Yep. I, I think, yeah, that and plus Ty Chandler, too, the rookie they got, yes. uh, I think, this year out of North Carolina, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, correct. Like that. But, yeah. Um, so, okay. So, I'm going to be uh, – during the game, it's like 3.30 if, I, if, I, if I'm correct. Um, you're yes. going to be working. Um, yeah. I, I have to tell him about – so, Thomas actually took, to my, took me to my first uh, Vikings game back in my oh, senior yeah. year of college. And, Thomas, I remember going up to that game. We – it was the it was the game against the Lions. I think it was the first game that or first or second. I can't remember, but we went up there. We were there for the game that Deal, Deal Hunter went off for three sacks. Uh, the Vikings had ten total sacks that day. It was wild, and we were there. We had good seats, uh, fantastic experience. But there was a tradition there uh, with a Toll House cookie that, yes. if you if you remember correctly. So what what with the, what's with the Toll House cookie uh, tradition that you think hopefully will help the, the Vikings? Well, that was. It all started when I was 18 years old. I was wanting to go to Vikings game my whole life. My dad's like, no, the Vikings stink, blah, blah, blah. Well, my cousin, who is three years younger than me, he gets six to the Vikings game that Thanksgiving weekend, and I'm pissed off. I'm like, that's not fair. I went 18 years to go to Vikings game, and he goes first. Well, my birthday came, which is like that year was like four days before Thanksgiving, and sure enough, I got tickets to this game. Okay, so we're all going, and I'm all happy. We get cheapest seats in the Metadome. You know, my, my dad's cheap ass. I, I might love him. And before that game, I made some, I bought some Toll House cookies. Once while you like, take and bake. Yeah. So I, I, I spoke that into the Metadome, and that game, you know, I'm, I didn't care. This please, please God, please don't lose to the, to the Browns. They won, yeah. by the way, 20-14. My name must got a touchdown. Anyway, throughout that game, I'm just eating this cookie, these cookies, and me and my 18-year-old mind is like, hey, wait a minute. Every time I eat these cookies and go to the game, they win. <laughs> oh, it's a fluke. Okay, so flash forward a couple more years. I'm in college. I get invited to another Vikings game on my 21st birthday, basically. I'm like, I'll test this theory out. So I test that theory out, and my other cousin, who just turned 13, I told him, like, hey, you got to eat the Toll House cookie. When, oh, okay. He goes on with the board. They beat the Texas 21 to 14. I'm like, hey, if it's – this is tradition. So from that point onward, every Vikings game I went to, I tried to eat a Toll House cookie. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I've been to, been to seven Vikings games in my lifetime, and I'm 6-1. and one. The, the one time I didn't do it was the first Lions game in 2018 – was I went with my extended family and we were on a bus tour basically. Oh, okay. 
and I could not bring any snacks with me to the game because, yeah, and going to that game, I had a bad feeling. I'm like, we're going to lose this game. They're like, oh, you know, you're superstitious. It'll be fine. Nope. That's game where the Lions march down the field, score a touchdown. They go to overtime. The Vikings are three and out, and I can see Stafford just march down the field towards my end zone, and we know what happens. Yep. I think that was the play that, like, I, oh, the, the receiver, I can't, I'm blanking. Didn't he, like, do a backflip into the end zone over, like, yes. Smith? I, yeah. Those are the games, those are the games that are tough, though. Like, that's, yeah. that, that's tough. I, so, yeah, that, I want to touch on the tool house thing because that's, uh, those are traditions that I'm really looking forward to. Yeah. Um, you know, and so now I wanted to ask this, uh, because the, the Vikings schedule for next year came out and I was wondering, um, you know, it, you know, I, I I was wondering if you're going to go to a game next year. Uh, that I want, and you were going to do that for uh that uh for that particular game, which one it would be. So I'm actually looking up the Vikings season schedule in uh 2024. Um, or no, that would be this year, 2023. I always get confused on that. Yeah. So okay, so the home opponents for the Vikings are as follows. So you've got obviously the Bears, Lions, Packers. Those are going to be you know non-negotiable. Yep. You've got the Saints and the Bucks coming in from the South. Uh, you also play uh, the Chiefs as well as the Chargers, and then you play the 49ers as well. Um, obviously, road opponents, you know, Detroit, yeah. uh, Green Bay, blah, blah, blah. But you got the Falcons, the Panthers, uh, the Broncos, Raiders, uh, and then also you're on the road at Philadelphia and the Cincinnati Bengals. Out of all those games, now obviously they're going to be set into more, more different things. What yeah. do you see as being the best game? This is a big thing here. Best game of 2023 slash 2024. Uh, I don't know. I, well, what's to say it's just some recent history there because um, mm -hmm. especially at home too. Vegas fan so pissed off from the bounty gate. Yep. And that's the first time the, the Saints come back to Minnesota right after the Minneapolis Miracle. So the, those players, if there's any left on them, want revenge. I said that's probably the best matchup that season. Yep. Just because of the recent history with those two teams in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. That's my guess. That's, that's my vote. Yeah. I think, okay, so the Bears, I think they're going to have the most cap space in uh, moving forward. Also, the Lions are going to be good. I think the Packers are on uh, the DL here. Like, I think they're 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 kind of – they have a potential to be on, on like, going down. Like, let's yeah. be real here. Uh, let's see here. I think it's going to be – I'm going to go bold here. I think it's going to be the matchup against the Chiefs because if you remember a couple years ago when the Vikings first played the Chiefs, uh, Patrick Mahomes was injured for that game, and the Vikings having Patrick Mahomes coming into that game, I think that's going to be very interesting because, uh, you know, you've got Patrick Mahomes and Kirk Cousins with – the potential for the Vikings to go out and grab a, a quarterback, uh, you know, this year, which it may or may not happen, but I think it's going to be the Chiefs matchup that I'm most excited for. So as we talk about and finish up wrapping up this playoff session, uh, man, this is I, I, I know we covered the fact that like this team in the Minnesota Vikings are, are we love our Vikings, yes, yep. like we we never thought that this would be the spot that they're in, thirteen and four, uh, a team that. Honestly, might not might be the toughest team to kind of put a finger on uh, thus far. But uh, the one last thing I wanted to kind of go over. So obviously, the Vikings are going to do whatever they're going to do this year. But there's a lot facing them in the off season too. Do you think uh, you know something? Uh, what about 
round one, uh, where would you like to see the Vikings go? I know it's way too early draft talk, but it's it's still interesting talk because, you know, Kirk Cousins obviously probably going to be the Vikings or with the Vikings for one more year after this. Uh, and then after that, it's kind of wide open. Do you think signal caller? Do you think wide receiver? What do you think? I'm thinking linebacker. Really? Yes. You know, linebacker or a defensive player like a cornerback, which, mm. you know, everybody said, oh, my God, Zimmo 2.0. <laughs> Yeah, but offensive line, I don't see any offensive lineman that's worth. I'm assuming the Vikings pick would be like between what 22 and 27 right now, yeah. something yep. like that. I, I don't see him wasting a first round pick on an offensive lineman. I mean, no offensive yep. lineman that I know of is worth a top 25 pick. Yep. Uh, yep. Linebacker, they need help with the with stopping the run, obviously. Mm-hmm. And plus, they need guys who have played in the three-four scheme before. Yep. I mean, the Vikings players right now. I think maybe a couple of them have played in the three-four zone before. Mm-hmm. And they, this is a team that most of these players, the you know, they transition from four-four-three to three-four, and you got to find players who are used to a three-four concept. Mm-hmm. And yeah, again, I get a new defensive coordinator. Not me, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I just, yeah, or me. I'd send the house the entire time. I'd throw the kitchen yeah. sink every single play. Um, yeah, I. I don't know. I think the Vikings are going to be in a spot where they're probably going to be picking anywhere from like 25 to hopefully 31. Hopefully, hopefully 31. Uh, hopefully, hopefully 32. Well, actually, 32 is actually out because the uh, there's only 31 picks in the first round this year because I believe it was the Dolphins that had their first round oh, pick that's right, yeah. So there's 31. So hopefully it's 31 technically yes. if you want to get in the technical terms yeah. of things. Thank but, you, Adele. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. So uh, I think I, I hope they're picking at 31, but if they don't, yeah. part of me wants to say like a, a signal caller, uh, you know, maybe Will Levis falls that far. I doubt it, but I, I would like to see the Vikings maybe get a quarterback. I don't know. The, I want, I want, I want our Brett Favre. I want our Aaron Rodgers at work. I want our Patrick Mahomes. There we go. That's probably yes. the better way of, of putting that one. But yes. okay. Last thing we'll talk about is uh, okay. Give me your top five favorite Vikings of all time uh, uh, real quick, uh, because I think this is something that a lot of people like it, I know it goes in generations and everything, but you're yeah. you're spread out long enough that you know good Vikings that maybe people aren't aren't considering. You call me old? No, no, no. Oh, that's not, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I swear to God, no, I would never do that. But I'm okay. saying like your your knowledge, your knowledge, knowledge. Okay, is, um, is, is better than a lot. Okay, my top five, no particular order. Mm-hmm. Randy Moss, just because growing up as a kid. Mm. Every, every kid wanted to be Lady Moss. Yep. And, yeah, he was a freak. No yep. doubt about it. You got Moss. There's a yeah, little bit got Moss, yes. And when he moon, fake moon the Packers in that playoff game, when he booed <laughs> Al Harris twice in yep. 2000, whatever, I bought tears in my eyes, literally. <laughs> um, That one, a name that I made myself is Jim Kleinsasso. Oh, that's a classic. Jim Kleinsasso is a classic. Yep. The full back, the fullback from who came from the Bison, the the yep. OG of the of the Bison alumni that went to the NFL. Mm-hmm. He played North a Dakota. great, yeah. He played a great ten years. And he's from North Dakota too. He was like he was the first local homeboy that we kind of rooted for because he was like oh Chad Greenway before there was Chad Greenway. Yep, exactly. So, um, John Randall. Yep. 
guy who goes undrafted, gets picked up by the Vikings. I think he holds the record for most sacks by a defensive tackle. Yeah, right. he's at least top three. Like, he's yeah, I mean, amazing. Yes. He, he was great. Um, Steve Jordan, you know, for Vikings fans who are from the 70s and 80s, he was an underrated tight end for the Vikings during those 80s teams. And he mm-hmm. helped the Vikings out, especially in that 87 magical season. Yep. And last one. Oh, my God. So many good players out there. Um, how to get to probably. Uh, I want to say Chris Carter, but that's a very popular choice. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is tough to list, though, because it, like, yes. you, you can go it, through so many different years and everything. Yes. Uh, the football people, people, the, the teams of the 70s, but from from a, my generation and growing up, people I look up to, I want to say Robert Smith. Yeah. That's a good one. Like people, yeah. people forget about Robert Smith. They really yes. do. Yes, he um, was one of the best running backs I've ever seen play. I, I would think he's like he was one of the best all around. Like, yes. like seriously, like he easily, easily was the best all around. Like you talk about a guy that could catch passes, run the ball, also pass block. Yeah, like all of it. Like he was one of the best all around. Yeah. What about my, what about AP? What AP doesn't go in there? You don't put Adrian Peterson? Uh, I. I love AP. I really do. I mean, he's a generational talent, but that 09. Yeah. Yeah. The men fumbled a lot that, that playoff. Yeah. That was to the rough. State, to the state, Colton, I have yet to watch the second half of that game. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That was rough. That was, that was targeting. I, yep. I, I miss that. I miss, believe it or not, I miss that game live because. At Northern, I was doing a fundraiser for a school. Mm-hmm. It just so happens the day of the fundraiser was the day of that game, and I yeah. put it on TiVo. And after you know, after we got done, I watched the game. You know, obviously it was over on TiVo on my laptop, which mm-hmm. I'm using right now, honestly. And my roommate, who's a Packers fan, really came out of his room at halftime. You room with the Packers sh- fan? You're yeah. killing. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a poor college student back in the day. You, you know, you got to make sacrifices somehow. <laughs> and so I remember because at halftime, I'm about to get a drink or an iced tea or something. So my buddy comes out of his room, wearing his pack of gear. He gives me an orange pop from the fridge, grabs my Vikings cup, pours it like a butler, and he's like, yeah, Vikings lost, goes to the room, and locks the door. That's smart. Oh. Yeah, and let's say I didn't believe him. And about to hit play, then I check, you know, pause it, check Yahoo. I cried for 20 minutes. And my other roommate, who was a Vikings fan, he's just like, Thomas, just go outside and just, 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 just go, just go, just go to grandma's house or somewhere. Cause, cause I'll see emotionally got the best of you and he almost died that night. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I that was such a tough game. I I'll never forget that. That was like the most like the most. That was my first experience of being getting my hosts up as a Vikings fan. I that that game they were targeting, which I honestly think that 
a lot of the the players and coaches that were associated with that Saints team uh that 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 technically that Super Bowl should have an asterisk but that's a that's a conversation for another yeah. day now for my top 5 Vikings I will go with uh my number one all-time Adrian Peterson now the reason for that is you know we talk about uh people growing up in different eras and everything the reason I started watching the Vikings was Adrian Peterson I'll never forget it his first game at the Metrodome uh, Tavares Jackson, RIP, uh, threw a, a script like a, an outside pass to AP, goes 60 yards untouched for the touchdown. And I was like, I was, that was it for me. I started watching the Vikings because of AP. Um, after that, my, you know, again, in no particular order, I, I would put AP number one because he was mine. Jared Allen, every time I was in college and would get a sack, I would do the calf roping thing. Um, now, I obviously was not as successful as Jared Allen in getting sacks in college, but. He obviously was uh, was a hero of mine, so I did the I did the calf roping thing. I also did the mullet thing that he did. Not my best decision. I don't know how my wife decided to, or the, my then girlfriend, now wife, decided to go out with me then. Uh, when I yeah, had that that belt was was awful. Man. That was awful. I, yeah, I, Thomas I, was there for that too. Yeah. Um, so then now to, uh, let's see number three. Um, this one's tough for me because part of me wants to go Antoine Winfield or um. I, I really I really love Harrison Smith, um, but I'm gonna go with the old the gray. I'll go Antoine Winfield because I mean it was Antoine Winfield. The guy was like five ten, but he could guard anybody, so it didn't yes. matter. Uh, and then Harrison Smith because I had a feeling that like you know the first round pick that year, uh, which was or the first of two first round picks for that year for the Vikings, Matt Khalil wasn't gonna work out. I had a feeling about Harrison Smith though because he he's Harry the Hitman. And then my final favorite Viking of all time. Oh, I get this is tough. Yeah, um, I know. This is tough. Uh, I don't. I, it's too soon for Justin Jefferson. It's too soon. Yeah, like yeah. I just once this man, you know, I'm hoping he shows up for the playoffs and then he'll get into that. Um, I want to say my favorite Viking of all time. I, I would go to number five, Chad Greenway. Like there was, you know, there was a guy. It was a South Dakota you know, corn fed boy that came to play for the Vikings from Iowa. Like there's just no other better storybook ending that you can write from yeah. that. So I'll go Chad Greenway. As funny, part, funny part that about Chad Greenway, one of my buddies who lives in Peel, he actually was playing against Chad Greenway because yep. He actually played for Lake Andes and he uh, played Mount Vernon to senior year. And he actually was on offensive line who had to go at Chad Greenway. No thanks. Yeah, what? Well, oh, thank you. According to his claim of fame, is just like, yeah, I stopped Chad Greenway on the last play of the game because they 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 did victory formation. Oh, get out yeah. of here! Yeah, that's his that's his claim to fame. It's like, yeah, I stopped Chad Greenway for one play. It was in victory formation. The less of ninety nine plays, I got my butt kicked, but. <laughs> Well, yeah. yeah, of course. It was Chad Greenway. They yeah. won against Chad Greenway and Mount Vernon back then? Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, they got bucket like 45 to nothing. Oh, okay. Well, the, game <laughs> ended at, the game ended literally like one play into the third quarter because they had that running clock after. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That's that the boys is... claim to fame is he stopped Chad Greenway for one play on victory formation. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Stopped. We'll put that in air quotes. Like, yes. <laughs> no. Oh, no. <laughs> Yeah, you know, Chad Greenway, he was yeah, he was that he was honestly a guy that was just everywhere. He was one of my favorite. Him and EJ yes. Anderson too. Oh, um yes. all right. All so right. any anything uh that we want to uh, kind of wrap this up. Uh what's your what's your feeling about going to this this Giants game? Like I said, I know we kind of talked about it at nauseum. Um, uh, you know, like I said, I, I'm lukewarm. I'm kind of on the fence. You know, what are your thoughts uh, before uh going into this this playoff game? If the Vikings can minimize Saquon Barkley and mm. 
contain the other the other receivers to various yep. and if Cook Cousins and the offense does a thing and don't do any tune you know, play smart football pretty much. It's play the offense around. Usually you've got your weapons like Smith O Smith Jr., Naylor, uh Jalen Lego, I mean Jeff Justin obviously. Just do you know, if they do that and the defense has to get some man to man defense for once, then they should win. Yep. Yep. But yeah, if I... they and they have to strike first. If they strike first, just deplete the Giants' will to live. And, yeah, yep. if it's a close game, don't give them hope. Because the longer you keep them in the game, every Vikings fan be like, oh, not again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the dreaded pit in your stomach that knows yes. from. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I think it's. Yeah, that that is interesting. Leave no doubt, if you will, if you will, uh, kind of going into that game, because. We've seen it too many times this season. This team just hanging around, just yeah. waiting for something, and finally deciding to go win it. I absolutely agree. Um, I'm excited about this game, but like I said, I'm also I'm uh, I'm on the fence. I'm hoping the Vikings can get another win over the Giants this year. We'll we'll see. Uh, but like uh, yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Gonna be a lot of fun. But uh, yeah, and we'll be definitely getting uh, you on to talk about the the reactions and uh, preparing for next year as well. But Thomas, I gotta say thank you so much. I gotta let you get to your basketball game up here versus winter. But uh, thank yeah. you so much, Thomas, for coming on, my man. Hey, thank you, Coach for having me on Skull Vikings. Skull Vikings, Skull Vikings. We will be uh, right back next week uh, with more talk about your latest coverage of all 32 NFL teams, including our love of the Minnesota Vikings. Thanks for joining us.